a two-time national championship winning wide receiver on the way to Texas? Big if true. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked on Longhorns your first listen of the day. Today, we're talking A.D. Mitchell, the very talented, very esteemed wide receiver from the Georgia Bulldogs, has decided to enter the transfer portal. All signs point to the Texas Longhorns being the likely destination. He was on campus yesterday for a visit, his first visit since entering the transfer portal. So we're going to talk about him and what he would mean for the Texas Longhorns in 2023. And then also we're going to talk about the 2022 transfer class, as well as what the 2023 transfer class looks like right now with AD Mitchell included and how I would compare the impacts of both classes. But first I want to start with AD Mitchell, six, four, right? Big body, big, tall receiver, 190 pounds, originally from Missouri city, Texas. I think he ended his high school career um, at Cane Ridge in Tennessee. So he moved around a little bit. But when you talk about A.D. Mitchell, uh, he's just a special player, right? And somebody that when you ask Georgia Bulldog fans, when you look at what Georgia Bulldog fans are saying on the Internet about him entering the transfer portal, you know, we like to when when somebody from our school enters the transfer portal, we like to say, oh, well, he didn't really play or oh, well, we'll be all right. It's not a big loss. Well, that's not the case, right? Everything I've seen from Georgia fans are this one hurt a little bit. Right. This one hurt a little bit, especially because he's made such big plays for them. Some of the biggest plays in Georgia's program history, which sounds crazy, but it's true. Uh, and I think the, the biggest thing that he would bring to the University of Texas is you talk about that big frame, that tall frame. He's six four. Right. That's something that we were missing last year. Part of that, it was Isaiah Nair going down to injury. But we were missing that big wide receiver that can just win down the field. You have that in A.D. Mitchell. And he's put that on tape multiple times. Um, it's excellent at 50 50 balls. Right. We saw that. Um, in the Alabama game last year in the Natty and the touchdown he he caught. It didn't really matter this year, but the touchdown he caught against TCU in the Natty as well, right? Just getting downfield and making those tough contested catches, right? 50-50 balls. You know, I like to say with, with A.D. Mitchell, they might be 70-30 balls in favor of A.D. Mitchell. Um, and contested catches, like I said, 50-50 balls and contested catches, they're not 50-50 with A.D. Mitchell. It's more 70-30 in favor of the wide receiver. And he has some fluidity in his routes. Typically when you see uh, a very tall receiver like that or a bigger body receiver. They can't really, you know, get in out of their cuts as well, you know, with their route running. But uh, he put a crazy whip or zig route, whatever you want to call it, on tape uh, against Auburn last year and against Roger McCurry, who I believe is a starting corner in the NFL for the Tennessee Titans. If not, he gets a lot of playing time. Uh, Might have been better than Xavier Worthy's whip route to win the game against Iowa State. It was that good. So a 6'4 receiver that has some fluidity in his routes uh, definitely would be great in Sark's system. And he's a great deep ball tracker. It's something that we've talked about uh, a lot this year. <laughs> a lot of people said that something that Xavier Worthy uh, needed to work on, but we just didn't really have receivers that could catch the deep ball. And a lot of times when the ball was thrown deep to Xavier Worthy, all right, it looked like he couldn't find it in the air unless it was too late or until it was too late. And if it wasn't right in the bread basket or it wasn't coming down right on him, he kind of just you know gave up on it. That's not what you're going to see from A.D. Mitchell, right? He does a great job of tracking the ball in the air, finding it, and then putting himself in a position to catch the ball, which we've seen a lot. And as I talked about, he's just a big game player with championship experience. And I don't think that you can 
underestimate that, especially coming to a team like Texas who is trying to get over the hump, right? Somebody who has been in that Georgia program the last two years, who has won two national championships in his two years in college, right? I think that, you know, his ability to produce in big games, but also just the experience he has from playing those type of games the last two years where you're expected to win every game at Georgia and they damn near did <laughs> besides one game in the SEC championship to the Heisman Trophy winner and Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Uh, I think that that's valuable experience he's bringing to the University of Texas. But like I said, big game player with championship experience, four college football playoff games, four touchdowns, right? He had the one-handed touchdown against TCU this year to go up 38-7. to seven, So it didn't really have a big impact, but he made sure he scored. Uh, in that game, he had to go ahead touchdown against Ohio State this year to put them up 42 to 41. And then Ohio State misses the field goal. So you could say that A.D. Mitchell caught the game winner to send Georgia to the natty this year. Last year in the natty, he gave Georgia uh, the lead against Alabama in the fourth quarter when they went up 19 to 18. They ended up winning 33 to 18. So Alabama was winning by five points. Georgia got a free play on the offsides by Alabama through a 40 yard bomb. Stetson Bennett down to A.D. Mitchell. And he caught a 50-50 contested ball, right? Like I said, 70-30 with A.D. Mitchell to put them up for good in the Natty last year and get Georgia their first championship since the 80s. Yep. Uh, and then he had a touchdown against Michigan. It didn't really matter, but it put them up 14-0. to They ended up winning that game by three touchdowns. So, <laughs> you know, four college football playoff games, four touchdowns, that's significant, right? A big play receiver who has had a 20-plus yard reception in nine of the 15 full games he's played. So 60% of his games, he's putting a 20-plus yard catch on tape, right? That's a big percentage of 20-plus yard catches. When I looked at Xavier Worthy over the course of the last two years, his was 68%, right? So, and we think of, you know, Xavier Worthy as a deep threat, right? A, a deep ball, big play receiver, right? A.D. Mitchell brings that, like I said, a 60% big play rate, right? 20-plus yard catches. And when you talk about what this would mean for Quinn Ewers just having that big frame, because I think we all can acknowledge that the loss of Isaiah Nayor last year played a part in Quinn not having the season that we thought we would have. I think also losing Isaiah Nayor last year was a big reason we didn't see the wide receiver production we thought we would because coming into the season, we said, oh, we got Jordan Whittington, Isaiah Nayor, and Xavier Worthy. It's hard to find a better trio of wide receivers, maybe outside of you know, Ohio State and, and USC in college football going into the season, right? And of course, we know it didn't turn out that way. But I think these young quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks like Quinn, Quinn Ewers, they need a gun. I mean, they're gunslingers. They need that big play receiver, that big body receiver that they could just throw the ball up to and say, hey, go make a play on it. You know, when I think of me being a Cowboys fan, I think of Tony Romo and him having Diz, that player he could just throw the ball up to. I think of Matt Stafford being from Texas, being able to just throw the ball up to Calvin Johnson, right? I'm not saying that Quinn Ewers is Tony Romo or Matt Stafford, but he kind of plays like them. And I'm not saying that uh, A.D. Mitchell is Calvin Johnson or Des Bryant, of course, but he represents that big, tall 6'4 receiver that you can just throw the ball up to and expect him to make a play. And like I said, more times than not, in his college career, A.D. Mitchell has made that play. And it would be a huge get for Texas in the transfer portal with A.D. Mitchell because you can't just assume wide receiver production, right? We did that last year. We said, oh, we got this this, this name in the room, this name in the room, this name in the room. We got the best wide receiver room in the country outside of Ohio State. And like I said, as we know, it just didn't work out that way. You can't assume that Xavier Worthy will bounce back. Right. We thought that he would have a way better year than his freshman year. He regressed in every statistical category. We can't assume that Jordan Whittington will take another step or improve. Right. 
or that he'll stay healthy, knock on wood. We can't assume that Isaiah Nayor will be 100% coming off of an ACL injury. We can't assume that Brennan Thompson, Savion Red, Jonte Cook, DeAndre Moore, and Ryan Niblett will be a huge part of the offense this year based on what we saw last year where Savion Red and Brennan Thompson, two very talented freshmen, I think they combined for three or four catches on the season, right? And so with you not being able to assume anything from your wide receiver room, you have to bring in another proven commodity that gives you another chance to excel at that position. And I think A.D. Mitchell is just scratching the surface. I and mean, he has like 400 yards in his career. He very easily could be the best player on the field for Longhorns next year. He very easily could have a thousand yard season. And I saw I kind of was one of the people that made this mistake last year saying we didn't need Jordan Addison, right? Because of what we had on paper in the room. And I'm seeing some people now kind of make that mistake of saying, we don't need A.D. Mitchell based on what we have in the room right now. And like I said, I know the room looks really good on paper, but the room looked really good on paper last year. <laughs> and we only had two receivers with more than 10 catches. So you need a player like A.D. Mitchell, and he's going to come in and hopefully make everybody better. You know, one of my favorite sayings is iron sharpens iron. And I think if you bring in a big dog like A.D. Mitchell, who has won two national championships, who has caught two touchdowns in the last two national championship games, I think that's going to wake everybody up in that wide receiver room, and I think that's going to make everybody a little bit better. But all in all, Mitchell is 6'4", a big body receiver, a big play receiver that has made, it's going to sound crazy, but it's true, some of the biggest catches in the history of college football. And like I said, I would not be surprised if he's the best receiver on the field for the Texas Longhorns next year and definitely gives Quinn Ewers, who is a gunslinger, a big framed receiver to just throw the ball down the field to and somebody that can make plays. Like I said, a 20 plus yard catch in 60 percent of his games. A.D. Mitchell would be a huge get for the Texas Longhorns. He's already made his visit. And so it just sounds like we're waiting for the announcement at this point. A huge get for the Longhorns. Let's keep praying it into fruition, my friends of the 40. A quick word from Bet Online and then Built Bar. And then we're going to talk about the 2022 transfer class and how that would compare to the 2023 transfer class if A.D. Mitchell indeed commits and signs the Texas Longhorns. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. We've got it all at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts you can even find those at bet online as well we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts and if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and the calories then you've got to try a built bar we just got through the holidays and i know my goal is to eat just a little bit healthier this year and if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You have to try Built because with Built Bar, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, but they're perfect for your New Year's resolution. And if you ask what makes Built Bar so good, well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate and amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Built does it. But these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Get this. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And for the best part yet, you don't need to wait around to get a box anymore. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So what are you waiting for? Head to Walmart or Sam's Club or go to Built.com like you've been doing and get those tasty, delicious Built Bars and flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and more. 
So when I talk about the 2022 transfer class compared to the 2023 potential transfer class, I don't think that there's any question that the 2022 transfer hall, even though it didn't work out the way that it looked like it would, is going to be a better hall than the 2023 hall. One, just because you're going to bring in more players. I don't see them bringing in seven transfers. That's not including special teams players. They brought in seven last year. They're at two right now. A.D. Mitchell would make it three. I don't see them bringing in seven transfers, but you know anything could happen. And then two, I think when you bring in a quarterback in your, in your transfer class, especially a, a quarterback that's going to play for more than one year for you, I think that that sets the foundation for your team. And so you have to give the 2022 transfer class the edge in that regard. So I think it's it's a bigger and better haul in terms of the 2022 class than the 2023 transfer class, which right now would see that Jalen Catalan and Gavin Holmes confirmed, and then A.D. Mitchell would make it three players. But I guess my argument or my take is that the 2023 class can likely, and I think will have a better year one impact than the 2022 class did. Because, of course, you got your quarterback of the future in Quinn Ewers, and that's why I'm going to give the 2022 class the edge as far as just being the better class and Hall. But Quinn Ewers didn't have the season that we thought he would have last year, right? You brought in Ryan Watts, who was really good. He solidified that corner position. If you ask me, from an on-field perspective, he was the best transfer that we brought in last year. Tariq Milton, Jaleel Billingsley, Ajay Hall, and Isaiah Nayor. You brought in four very talented pass catchers in your transfer class last year. They combined for eight catches. Now, of course, that's because Isaiah Nayor tore his ACL. You can't control that. That's nothing against him, of course. I'm hoping he bounced back 100% and shows what he was able to show at Wyoming when he averaged almost 20 yards a catch, talking about a big play receiver, right? <laughs> but like I said, you brought in four pass catchers last year in the portal. And they only combined for eight catches on the season. And then you brought in Diamante Tucker Dorsey, who I thought made some nice plays at the linebacker position, but there was definitely a clear drop off in play from Jalen Ford, DeMarvin Overshawn, and then Diamante Tucker Dorsey at that linebacker position. When you look at the potential 2023 transfer class, I've already spent 10 minutes talking about A.D. Mitchell. But like I said, we don't know what we have in Xavier Worthy at this point. I think A.D. Mitchell hasn't even scratched the surface of his full potential yet. I think he could come in next year and be in a thousand yard receiver. I think he could come in next year and be our wide receiver one. He could easily come in next year and be the best receiver on the team. So, you know, that's the potential impact you're getting in AD Mitchell. Losing Anthony Cook is a big loss, but I think if you can replace him with a healthy Jalen Catalan, I think you improve in that regard. And I don't even think that Jalen Catalan needs to be the all sec safety that he was at Arkansas before he got hurt the last two years. But I think if you get a full season of Jalen Catalan, even if he's not all big 12, but I think he has very much has the potential to be John neighbors from uh, our locked on Razorbacks, Arkansas Razorbacks show came on and said that about Jalen Catalan, that if he is fully healthy, the floor might be all big 12. That's how good of a player he is. So I think if you get a healthy season from Jalen Catalan, that's an upgrade from Anthony Cook at that position. And even if he doesn't return to all SEC form, you're getting one of the best players in the transfer portal, period. The only question about him is his health. And then you talk about Gavin Holmes, the corner from Wake Forest. With what we're losing at the corner position in Deshaun Jameson, you're hoping that he can come in and have that similar impact that Ryan Watts did, where he comes in, he's 
I probably wouldn't be a starter. I'm not sure if he'll be a starter from day one because you have some really talented players in Gilbo, Terrence Brooks, Malik Muhammad coming in. And you're probably going to move Jade Barron around a little bit as well. Uh, but just somebody that can come in and give you some really good depth at that DB position, somebody that has two years of really good experience at Wake Forest, right? That's been a really good football team over the last couple of years. So the 2022 transfer class didn't have the first year impact that we thought we did. Of course, that still remains to be seen with Ryan Watts coming back, Quinn Ewers with another year in Sark system, and then Isaiah Nayor coming off an ACL injury. But I think it's overall the better class because of the names and the amount you know, that you brought in with seven players and you got your quarterback of the future in Quinn Ewers, your bridge to either Malik Murphy or Arch Manning. So I think that that's a better class. But when you talk about the year one impact, the impact that these three players can have this year in Gavin Holmes, Jalen Catalan and A.D. Mitchell, and also the expectations for this Texas football team this year, if we're talking Big 12 championship or bust, if we're talking winning 10 games, you know, or bust this year, I think all of all three of these players, A.D. Mitchell, Jalen Catalan, and Gavin Holmes, could be big factors in that happening this year. So really good transfer class last year. Didn't have the year one impact we thought it would. I think this 2023 class will have a great year one impact in Jalen Catalan, A.D. Mitchell, and Gavin Holmes. And like I said, if we're talking Big 12 championship or bust, we're talking 10 wins or bust, then these three players are going to have to come in and bring it to the 40 acres like they did at their previous schools. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for the Texas men's basketball team. Let's bounce back tomorrow in Morgantown against West Virginia and get a dub. Hook them. Peace.